Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Shall we pray as well? Yeah. Thank you, Father God, that we can come again to hear your word. And Lord, I pray that every word will minister to our hearts and help us to reset, Mm. to refocus Mm. in the ways that you would like us to follow us. I thank you, Lord, that your word is going to transform us this morning. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this is what our fourth week now, Mm -hmm. haven't we? The voices that we're all hearing, aren't they? And uh, these voices out there, whether it be God's voice or the world's voice, they're meant to influence us because they're going to bring transformation. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the hard things I've had to kind of accept, Claire, that when I hear voices, they're not just arbitrary voices. They actually do have an impact on my life. Mm. So I think we need to be really aware of that. There's a drum that society and life wants to make us jump to the tune to row our boats to and we need to listen to the small still voice Mm. it's a lot quieter than the drums that are in our heads and sometimes the media and world is much louder and we need to take time and say hang on a minute i hear those words i want to hear god's voice really important that so john chapter 10 verse 10 said we need to follow his voice and we saw when we follow his voice Faith comes. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Whether it comes through podcasts, through online TV or reading your Bible, faith rises. But it also implies the inverse as well. Fear comes when we listen to the wrong voices. Mm -hmm. And fear brings defeat and faith brings victory. Mm -hmm. So it's very important what we hear and what we're seeing, then what we speak Mm -hmm. and how we follow and act on those voices Mm -hmm. that we hear. And one of the key scriptures that we've seen over the last couple of weeks is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, I believe, therefore I uh, speak. Mm-hmm. Or we could say, I want to speak what, what I believe. I believe. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, even if I said to you, what do you believe? We can come out with Christianese slogans mm-hmm. very quickly and easily. But the chest is going to be what comes out of your mouth. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So I'm going to speak what I believe. Well, mm. could we just stop and listen? What am I saying? Because yeah. whatever I'm saying is what actually I believe. And, it's and whatever, coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Coming out of my, and that means I'm following the wrong voice mm. or could be following the wrong voice. Yeah. So it's very important. Life and death are in the power of the tongue That's and the right. voices that we hear, aren't and, they? And we've been um, studying John 10, haven't we, about yeah. the shepherd and the sheep and how they follow after him. Do you know, Wayne, have you ever got to the place where you you say, but I have been speaking. Mm. I have been speaking the word. And I I thought I was believing. And I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was acting. I feel so discouraged. It hasn't worked. It's not happening for me. It happens to all of us, Claire. Mm. In our relationship, in our family and in our lives, we've experienced that. Mm. Discouragement comes. And and you know what the funny thing with the Bible? It's never, I read one verse once and I never have to read it again. Mm. I need to be continuously listening, hearing and following. Mm. Listening, hearing and speaking and following. It's an over and over. And these examples in the Bible we see where people have also messed up. So in the last couple of weeks, we've been showing really the great success stories. But can we just talk a little bit about some of the discouragement that does Mm, set in? I think it's so important. One of the things that I was thinking about during the week when you posed this question to me was, is it sometimes that I want God to speak and what I'd like him to say is what 
I would like. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> let me give you an example. Let's give you an example. Um, I would like healing, but I would like it to come this way. Yeah. So I predetermined in my head how I would like this. Mm. And then when God answers a different way, I'm almost disappointed mm. or discouraged and think, oh, um, that's not what I wanted. Mm. Has like, it ever happened to you? Definitely has <laughs> happened to me. I had my hopes pinned on uh, something specific and I was so specific uh, about it. And it's not at all the way God. Um, you were believing for me. a really great, handsome husband and everything like this, and God brought me along. Is that the one? Well, he answered that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the discouragement in that, because you don't get your way. You see, sometimes we want it a certain way, but he's got a better way or mm. a higher way, and he can see the bigger plan. But because we don't see it our way, we can spiral into discouragement and disappointment in God. And in ourselves, we feel disappointed, oh, I believed mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. And, and then you feel like, well, should I pray again? I'm actually scared to pray because yes. it, it might not work. If I tried it once and it didn't work, well, what's to say that if I do it again, it's going to mm-hmm. work? So these are real discouragements and disappointments that we face. Mm-hmm. The story's told, and I don't know where it comes from. I've just I've heard it thousands of times. A chap's drowning in a river, mm-hmm. okay? And um, he drowns and he gets to heaven. And he talks to uh, St. Peter and says, what's, what's gone wrong? I prayed and I asked for an angel to come down and to rescue me out of the river. Mm. And Peter says, but I don't understand. Um, you were in there, you cried out. So uh, we sent, uh, there was a rope attached to the side of it, hanging from a tree. And we thought you were going to be able to grab onto that, but you didn't. Yeah. Um, he said, but I was praying, I wanted an angel. So the, the angel, uh, Peter says to him, well, next thing we sent down a log, a massive tree trunk that you could have grabbed onto and would have taken you to the shore side. Mm. No, but I wanted an angel. Mm. And the last day, Peter says, we sent a boat with a guy in there, but you wanted the angel. Mm. And sometimes <laughs> the point of the story is we are so uh, obsessed or very mm. determined. I want this house. I want that car. I want this job. I want my miracle to come that way yeah. that when God provides some other way we almost discouraged and we get discouraged with even God. in his timing yeah so sometimes we are so determined we want it now yeah and then we lose hope but also Wayne sometimes we can put our faith out on what somebody else is doing so that's right they do they doing big things for God yeah. changing the world and That's a problem with YouTube videos nowadays. We see somebody else doing great exploits for God and the testimonies of what happened to them. And we try and replicate that. Yeah, and you struck- could be sick, really, really sick. But you've, and you think, I'm going to believe for this, but you've never even believed for a headache. Well, go back to David. Um, you, this, this point that you bring out is you're believing for a massive miracle, but you haven't believed God for a headache even. When David came to um, Saul, and said, I'm going to fight Goliath. Mm. He's, he had faith. That's right. And he believed. But we need to just back up. He mm. developed that faith in the field when he listened to God's voice. And then he took on a bear. Yeah. And then after he sorted the bear out and killed the bear, then he was able to kill and destroy a lion. Mm-hmm. It gets amplified. His faith is growing, getting stronger. Then he did Goliath. And that's the problem. We look at people who have had success with God and 
doing well mm, and with a bear like, we only see the end that's right, result yes. but we've not seen all the prep that's gone before and how they've believed for those small things leading up have we here's a verse that i want to read for you claire it's in matthew chapter 9 mm. verse uh, 28 now this is jesus healing uh, two guys and he said they came uh, the blind man came to jesus in his house and they said and jesus said to them do you believe that i'm able to do this for you and heal you and they said yes lord mm. then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Mm. And sometimes we need to do things according to our faith. Yeah. And we need to realize this is where I am. Maybe instantaneous, perfect, divine, miracle healing. Maybe your faith's not at level. Maybe we need to actually say, I'm trusting God that I'm going to have favor with the NHS. I'm going to get the right consultant. I'm going to have, and that is not fear or that's actually pegging something for where your faith is at. Mm. Another example, you say, Lord, I'm trusting you for a new house. And you, I'm going to believe God for a, a million pound home. But hang on a minute. Why don't we just backtrack? Maybe we should start off and say, Lord, I'm trusting you that you're going to help me to pay the mortgage every single month. And not just that. Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm putting my faith out that I can pay extra each month so I can pay this mortgage off in five years. Yeah. And that's how we did it, didn't we? we did. Our first home, Claire and I, we, we had to take a mortgage. And we paid it off and we trusted God. And every month we were able to pay off more. It was five years and we had paid that guy off, that house off. And we were debt free. But it reminds me, Wayne, that we are to never stop asking. That's right. Never stop asking. So even if you're not seeing the result and your faith isn't quite there for the big explosive miracle that you're looking yes. for. Never stop asking, never stop seeking. And you've got a scripture, don't you? Matthew 7, 7. Yeah. It says, keep on asking mm -hmm. and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Yes, you're going to be in faith. Keep on. The word there, the Greek tense there, isn't just a once-off asking. I asked, yes. that's it, I'm going now. God, why haven't you done it, God? It's mm. continuously. Lord, I thank you. I'm going to have this. Mm. I, I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm putting my faith out. Mm. So, guys, you might feel discouraged. You might feel disappointed. But don't. We've got to keep on. Mm. Say, God's going to, he sees the end from the beginning. He sees the best path for us. Mm. He's the air traffic controller. He sees the big picture, the right that's timing. Right. And he might have you in a holding pattern while he brings in another plane to land and you say why am i in a holding pattern i need my landing mm -hmm. and he's saying just you'll crash just let me sort this for you we need to put our trust in him and listen to his voice one of the ways wayne that i found when i was struggling with um one of my children being really sick is that you keep on you, he says they keep asking but i kept reading and I kept reading the Word of God. And I, I took all the Gospels at the time and I took a purple highlighter mm. and I went through my Bible. And every time I read somewhere in the Gospels that Jesus healed somebody, I read it, highlighted it, kept reading it, keep going back to it. Yeah. Because that was building my faith. When these two blind men came to Jesus for healing, they said to him, Jesus said to him, do you believe so the mm. more you read this word, you see, right. the more when Jesus says, up. but do you believe? Mm. And, then he, and they said, yes. And they said, according to your faith, then That's right. you will be healed. 
So keep putting it in front of your eyes mm. and keep meditating on it. That's right. Um, we've been using Peter as an example of mm -hmm. how he went to Cornelius's house and he heard the Holy Spirit so clearly and he broke from religious traditions and uh, was the, filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah the, he preached to 3,000 people and he birthed the early church. Was he a superhero? He was, was. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. And we all want to be like Peter. But you know something, Claire? I seem to read in the Bible as well that Peter experienced mm. discouragement. He wasn't always a superhero, was he? No, he wasn't. <laughs> Shall we have a look at that? Yeah. So if you go into the Bible where um, it's the Last Supper mm. with Jesus, he's sitting there having a chat This with is them. Matthew 26. Yeah. And uh, Jesus actually says to them, you know what? The shepherd, referring to himself, mm. they're going to strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Mm. And Peter's like, no ways. That's not happening to me. And um, unfortunately, he goes down a road mm. of discouragement. Well, after that, they go into the Garden of Gethsemane. And mm. when they come to arrest Jesus, the soldiers come and, and they try to arrest. And Peter pulls out his sword and he lobs off the ear. He oh. lashes out. Wow, he's going to fight for this kingdom. Mm. He's going to defend this Jesus. And you see, Peter had... Uh, image in his mind of what Jesus was supposed to do. My way, like what my we do way. when we sometimes pray. Exactly. I want it this way. We want to see the Jewish nation, Jesus, you should be king and we're going to overrule the Romans and we're going to set up the kingdom again. And mm -hmm. so that's what was in their head. So he's going to fight for this. And he actually got discouraged he with did. Jesus. Like, Jesus, why are you not fighting? Now you're going to heal the guy. And the Bible says he got discouraged, doesn't it? Well, when Jesus was arrested, it said all of them, they... They, they left, fled. they mm. fled, they were discouraged, they yeah. were disappointed, they weren't did. they? And interesting then how Peter was challenged while Jesus was being crucified, the servant girl come and ask, mm. oh, don't you know Jesus, aren't you one of them? And three times he denies Jesus. It says in verse 56 That's of right. Matthew 26, mm. it says that um, Peter started to follow Jesus from a distance. But a distance? He disengaged. Mm. Why? It was the disappointment. That's right. He was so discouraged. We are just, just detached, a little bit distant. Maybe for us, we start to miss church. We start to think, oh, is this really working? Stop reading my Bible every day. Mm. We can just. It's not the way I thought it would be. Correct. Yeah. Uh, God didn't. It's not working out like I thought. Mm. Uh, you know, we say one thing and something else happens in my life. I'm discouraged. So you follow at a distance mm. and you actually get discouraged with God. You get mm. upset with God and say, I'm not sure about mm. this. And your faith actually gets robbed. And, you know, we talked about the sheep. Uh, following the shepherd and how we follow Jesus. When this uh, disappointment comes in, when it's like a reversal. Mm. So if you watch what happened to Peter, first of all, he gets disappointed. Then he follows him at a distance mm. and then he denies him. And then, yeah. in fact, he leaves. He yeah. stops following Jesus. So the two go, dis discouragement and disappointment go hand in hand. Mm. You get discouraged with what's happening and you're not getting your answers, your prayer. I've been praying this for 10 years or whatever, and you're discouraged. So you, you withdraw. And then when you actually withdraw and you give up and you quit, now you get discouraged and even disappointed in yourself. Yeah. You think, oh, what kind of Christian am I? Yeah, I'm no good. Up. I've messed up. God will never love me now. Okay. And if, but there's some good news. We can press the reset button, we can't can. we? And then you, if you flip over to John 21. Yeah. 
This well, is the reset section, isn't it's it? It's the reset. <laughs> but initially, Peter is is that discouraged with the other disciples. Yeah, I'm going I've fishing. I've had enough. I'm going back to what I used to know. I'm going fishing. After this, Jesus appeared once more to his disciples at Lake Tiberias. This is how it happened. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel, the one from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples of Jesus were all together. Simon Peter said to the others, I'm going fishing. We will come with you, they told him. So they went out in a boat, but all that night they did not catch a thing. As the sun was rising, Jesus stood at the water's edge. But the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Young men, haven't you caught anything? Not a thing. Throw your net out on the right side of the boat, and you will catch some. So they threw the net out. Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Peter heard that it was the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken his clothes off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples came to shore in the boat, pulling the net full of fish. They were not very far from land, about a hundred yards away. When they stepped ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught. After they had eaten, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Lord, You know everything. You know that I love you. Take care of my sheep. Then Jesus said to him, Follow me. That is such a good story. Here's mm. Jesus on the shore. Hey, lads. When the Bible says he called out children, and that was the lingo that they would have had in that day. Mm. It's like, hey, lads. Yeah. It, it was boy talk. Um, hey, dudes. You know, whatever they would have said in that day. And said, did you catch anything? I think Jesus was almost wanting them to do a little audit and have a look around and say, mm. actually, no, I'm, I've, I've left Jesus. I'm doing it my way. Um, there's a good song about that, apparently. Uh, I'm doing it all my way. And no, when I look around, life's not that good. I'm not actually... It's John 10.10. 10. That's right. So he 
didn't stop following Jesus and the enemy stole from him. He had nothing. There was lack. Mm. Mm. You know, Jesus then calls out a second time. It says, why don't you throw your nets out on the other side? Mm. And it was quite interesting that, um, you know, looking at some of the commentators, they say not in the early days, um, in that time period, the boats, the rudders weren't always in the dead center. Sometimes they're a bit off. And the fishermen were very used to fishing from one side mm. uh, of the boat. Uh, so when Jesus said throw on the other side, it would have been throw on the other. That's that's a break mm. from tradition. That's a voice in their heads they might have been challenged with and say, hang on, I must yeah. I do that. Also, they would have fished and known that the fish bite at night. Now it's daytime. Right. Hey, we're coming home. The fish aren't going to bite. But in obedience to that word, I think they suspected might have been Jesus. Yeah. So they go. And also when they go from the other side, they would have been now having to work with the nets with the wrong hand and things. That just goes to show the miracle. And the nets are full of fish. Yeah, it's incredible. But that was just a catalyst, I think, for Jesus to have an order. Check around. Yeah. What's in your life? Come back See, to me. Reset. It's empty when it's you're not empty. following him. And uh, such an amazing thing when Peter identifies that it's Jesus yeah. and he stands up. So a fisherman would have fished without their well, coats. Well, we saw him standing there kind of yeah, almost naked. No, <laughs> because their coats would have got yeah, all wet with yeah, yeah. grabbing fish out of the sea and That's smelly right. and whatever. And there he stands up and he puts that coat on and jumps in the water and leaves the boat. And is it a picture of Peter saying, you know what? Mm. I'm done with fishing. I really am done with fishing. I want to follow, follow Jesus. Jesus. I'm not even going to go back into that boat mm. to get my coat. Yeah, put it on and let's go. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus even said those words uh, in the scripture. He says, come and follow me. Mm. And th that follows like the shepherd. Well, we're going to hear his voice this time and follow mm. and get over the disappointments and the discouragement. And we say, okay. The shepherd knows better than what I do. Yeah. He's leading me to this pasture, not mm -hmm. the one I wanted. He's protecting me from this, not what I thought, the way I thought. He is going to guide me and lead me. And sometimes I don't always like where I'm going, but do I trust? Do I have faith? Am I believing in the shepherd? Mm -hmm. Will I listen and follow his voice? Very, very good. He finds himself there on the beach having fish with Jesus. And uh, Jesus has a conversation about him, about his commitment to serving him. But he says something really fascinating to Peter. He says, do you love me more than these? And I wondered if he was sitting looking at the fish and saying mm. again to Peter, do you love me more than these? And this is the challenge for us is that mm. some things we have to leave behind to follow Jesus. Do we love Jesus more than our job? Mm the way we wanted our friendship group, our social media group. Yes. And like Jesus might look at this and say, do you love me more than this? Mm. Maybe he's saying, do you, will you follow my voice more than you're going to follow this voice? Yeah. Because the voice that you listen to is going to transform your life. Mm. Are we going to follow and be transformed by mm. Jesus' voice? And he agreed. And the last few words that Jesus said to him was, follow me. Mm. And wow, did he follow him. I've experienced that discouragement. I've mm -hmm. experienced that disappointment in myself. And why did I do that? But Claire, I think one of the challenges I personally have is I'm a really active brain. I'm always a busybody and everything like this. I get distracted. And I think that for me is maybe one of the biggest reasons why I don't always listen to the voice of Jesus because mm -hmm. 
I get distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to have my quiet time, but I've got my phone open at the same time. And next thing, you see the little, little red number one, number two, you've got to see. I just, there's like this urge. I think you called it the other week, FOMO, the fear <laughs> of missing out or yeah. something. I, I, I'm trying to pray, but I know that voice is like, read me, read me. And I just, I just have to read the text or the message or something like it. I get distracted. How many New Year's resolutions oh, have I made? Yeah. And then we do all a, have, and I'm going to read the one year Bible, uh, and we get to February, and oops, now yeah. we're off the rails. Or you want to lose those pounds, <laughs> so you jump into a diet, and it lasts a good two days. And but it's all down to distraction, isn't it? It is. Because something will come along. Oh, yeah, something and, comes along. <laughs> you better believe and, it. And we just pull off in another direction. And we've got a story talk, about talk, that. Talk about we? distractions. Listen to this. This is now where the farmer sows the parable, actually, Jesus telling, mm-hmm. of where the farmer sows uh, the seed into a field. And one of the uh, soil that gets sown into verse 18 of Mark chapter 4 says this. Now, these are the ones they, the, where the seed is sown amongst the thorns. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who hear the word. Did you hear that? They hear the word. Yeah. They heard it. We talked about the voices. They've heard. They heard. So this is the word of the Lord. The, the yeah. word of God is the seed, it says very, very clearly. So they've heard it. But it carries on verse 19 and says, and the cares of this world. Yeah. Maybe I should say the distractions mm. of this world, the, the deceitfulness of riches. Yeah. Is that um, you're so preoccupied in researching the next thing to buy or mm. the next place to go or that you actually it's taking you away from the word of God. So the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for things enter in and choke the word mm. and the word becomes unfruitful. The desire for other things when it's, you know, spending time with the Lord and being quiet and putting yourself aside and reading and praying, it takes discipline and it, it does. And our world is flashing lights and it feeds our yeah. our just nice to do things. Yeah. It feeds your flesh, doesn't it? And so those things distract us hugely. It just pulls us away. Mm. So it's I don't hard think sometimes. anyone actually just uh, actively decides, I'm going to be distracted no. now. And I'm going to get discouraged. And I'm going to get disappointed. The three big Ds, yeah. discouragement, disappointment, and distractions. We don't plan it. We don't prepare, wake up in the morning, mm, good day to be discouraged. No. Or this it, is a good day to get distracted. It says clearly in the word, where do we have to set our mind and our thoughts? Colossians chapter 3. Mm. It says, set your minds mind. on things above not on things of this world. See, that's a deliberate action. Mm. That, that, means I have, mm. that means I've got to put reminders on. In fact, I've given Claire permission to check me out and, and hey, Wayne, you say, oh, which voice are you listening to? Or why are you getting distracted? Come on, cheer yourself up. And I do the same for her. And I cheer her up and say, excuse me, Claire, that's not right. Then she slaps me and she beats me up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah. Um, but that, we have to check. That's why we need to be in small groups. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to remain and connect with people, connect on the WhatsApp so they can hold you accountable. It is so much easier mm-hmm. to do this together in community. So many times it's happened to us, isn't it, when we, we've thought, I'd really like to give such and such amount to a mm. ministry or uh, as a gift. And when we've made that decision, oh, there'll be something go wrong in the house or there'll be something that needs to be bought or paid for, which yeah. was unexpected. And they come along as a distraction to, so that you won't do the giving. And you think, I can't do this now because mm. it's taking away my money and it's a, 
these are the distractions that stop us from going forward. Well, you want to talk about distractions. Mm-hmm. There's a chappy here in the Bible, and brother, did he get distracted. And I think a lot of guys get distracted with this one. We're talking about David again. Now, let's just put that into perspective. This is David who killed the bear, the lion, and defeated Goliath, right? Another superhero. A superhero. In fact, this guy actually was in the lineage of Jesus. Okay, so this is a faith guy. This Mm -hmm. this is the man who's been around. So I want to pick up a story here quickly for you in 2 Samuel Mm -hmm. chapter 11. And the story starts with these words. And I love this. I I had a real giggle when I read this. Verse 2 of chapter 11 of 2 Samuel says, Then it happened. Surprise. It just just happened. Mm -hmm. It just happened one evening that David arose from his bed and he walked onto the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman, a naked woman taking a bath. It just, it just happened. Yep. It's amazing what just happened. And let me read what happened then. So David sent and inquired about this woman. So he checks her out. You know what? Sometimes stuff happens and you're on on your computer and oops, an image comes up and there was stuff happens. But are you now going to go inquire Mm -hmm. and check it out? So So there "Hmm." was a voice that said, do you know what? That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd like to have a look. What's her number? A little closer. A closer look. (laughs) But then someone said, do you know what? Isn't that Bathsheba? The daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Oh, that's good. Yes, yes. Uh, So soon as he got distracted, there was another voice that came and said, you shouldn't really be calling on this lady. God, so often, Claire, he gives us a check and a balance. Somebody will speak it or you'll see something read and and Mm -hmm. it's like a warning sign, like, Beware, do not proceed, yeah. do not carry on. You're going to trip up if you, and we, that's a voice as well. So we've got two voices here, one of our lust coming and trying to take over, but then there's a voice of reason and of godly counsel and wisdom. And then we deliberately choose to ignore the godly advice and no, I'm going my way. I'm going to do the... The thing is, Wayne, he should have been at work. He should have, yeah. <laughs> he should have been at war. That was his job and he was at home. So somehow he got distracted, he's at home, and he sees things he shouldn't, and That's he takes right. it the next step. And we, Listening to voices. we can get distracted like that, and then you find yourself on a slippery slope because it didn't end there. He then murdered Bathsheba's husband. Well, didn't we say that before, Claire? You start following the wrong voice, it lands up with death. death yeah. John 10, 10, there's no life in following the wrong voice. This is so important. You know, there's a, there's a verse that I'd like to share with you in, in Proverbs chapter 4, a um, couple of verses. Verse 20, it is, this isn't uh, what we're talking about in this series. Is, you think, oh, when I've heard it all before. Mm. I know, you've, so far, but I need a chivy. It starts off verse 20, says, my son, give attention to my words. Mm. And incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. What is coming in through my eyes and my ears? It's mm. voices. It's these voices that's coming in. But it, So we know that we are seeing different voices. We've discussed this for three weeks. Yeah. So it goes into our heart. Listen, mm. when you plant something in your heart, it's going to grow. And when it grows, it's going to bear fruit. Mm. And if you've been planting the wrong voices in your heart, then it's going to bring a death. And results. you will act on it. Eventually you will, you will act, act on it. it. If you're planting life voices in your heart, then it's going to bring life and victory. Yeah. But you know what it says there? 
keep them or guard them in your heart. Yeah. You know, the word there is extremely strong. It's like putting a garrison, an army around it. Or we're going to put that word in a vault. I take the word of God each morning and I pray. It's not a common thing. Oh, I'm bored with this. Wayne, man, you've been waffling on for half an hour. Isn't your time up? I've got tea and coffee and lunch. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. This is the most important thing that you can do today. Switching off and running off and chasing after. Actually, last of all, I just want another brew. I want to go for the lads. I'm bored with, I've done my church tick box. No, we've got to guard the words of the, uh, what God is giving us. We've got to put it in here. It says, the next verse, verse 22, for it is life to those who find them. Guys, when we get the word of God, when we listen to the whisper, of the Holy Spirit. And we say, I'm going to do that. It's life. Verse 25 goes and says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Let them look straight before you. Mm. Ponder the feet, the path of your feet. Mm. What are you following? What are we following? Mm. Are we following the shepherd? This is so important. You know, as we conclude and bring the series to an end, those two stories don't just end there. No, they don't. They don't. You know, when we're talking about discouragement and listening to God's voice, it does lead to death. And David's son that was born actually died. Mm. And the he death, was distraught. He was distraught. But There's a result and consequence to sin. Mm. So discouragement, disappointment, distraction, mm. it does, it, when looking at those people's lives, Peter was a baby Christian when yeah. it happened to him, Wayne. Yeah. David was a, a man in faith for a long time and it came to him. But what we see from this is that God always gives us that opportunity to reset our it lives. Does. It does. And to get on the right path, to hear the right voices. And what is amazing in the verse is after well, is. David's baby died, he realized what mm. had happened. He, he decided, he, decided yeah. he said, you know what, I'm going to get up from the ground. He washed, he anointed himself, he changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord, and mm-hmm. he worshipped. Oh, yes. And that is That's the best reset. place to go, isn't it, Wayne? Yeah. Look, look, I forget the past mm-hmm. now. And, I'm moving on. And Jesus forgets Correct. the past he does as well. Too. Like with Peter, he just said, come on. Follow me, just leave that all behind. I know what you've done, but I want to press reset for you and let you start again and follow me. With David, I Mm. want you to come into the house of the Lord and worship. And for you today, you've messed up. We all have. We've all been discouraged. We've all had disappointment. Mm. We've all been distracted. But why don't we reset and worship? Let's go into time of worship. And, and please, I'm asking you, don't run off and mm. get your coffee just yet. Can we just allow the Holy Spirit to remind you maybe of some discouragements, disappointments, distractions mm. that might be in your life? And I'm asking you to invite the Holy Spirit in and ask him to help push the mm. reset button, the forget network mm. button, and say, you know what? I draw a line. I'm stepping over that line. That's behind me now. I now look to the shepherd. Yeah. And I now have decided again today, I follow his voice. Right. Oh, but Wayne, I've been saved 40 years, you know. I, I've, I've done. Yeah, you too. Mm. Me too. I am 
the same as you I'm pressing that reset button every single if David and Peter and some of the greatest men of God stumbled mm-hmm. so how much more us as well let us press that reset button and say I want to tune into your voice just a little bit more I want to hear just a little closer should we worship mm-hmm.